Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Zach Bondurant. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us live on the Podbean app tonight, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our newest sponsor, our newest partner, the Circa Resort and Casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, and the photographer extraordinaire, Zach Bondurant, joining me from Chandler tonight. Zach, how are you? I'm pretty good. I don't know about extraordinaire, but I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, from what I've been seeing on the website after I put your weekend shots up, um, extraordinaire is the right word. Very well done. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're getting a lot of response from it, folks. If you haven't been to check out our uh, Facebook page or the website or any of our social media, Instagrams, um, this guy on the other end of the line is uh, one incredible uh, photographer. I I've seen more good shots, Zach, with the puck in a glove of a goaltender before it even closes with the goalie with his eyes shut uh, to, uh, <laughs> to guys with a, a, stick, uh, a puck on his stick blade as he's moving towards the net. So congratulations on a great weekend of shots. I know you're chomping at the bit to get to some more, and God willing, this COVID is going to let us do it. Oh, yeah. No, we gotta. We have a pretty cool uh, laid-out plan that I'm sure we're going to um, clue people in on here pretty soon in the beginning of December. And, yeah, I'm ready to get rolling. So I'll have a, I have a special piece of content that we'll be able to uh, serve up uh, maybe Wednesday, I'll get with you and send that over. Uh, and shout out to the goalie Bronson uh, Moore for ASU ACHA hockey. It'll include him. So, very nice, very nice. We'll look forward to that. Well, as I said, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and uh, unfortunately, Zach, uh, professional hockey has kind of just got us hanging out to dry here. There's just not a whole lot of stuff going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Obviously, on the ice, but. Um, uh, stuff going on behind the scenes is uh, we'll, the, the first topic we'll jump into here in just a minute is the uh, Henderson Silver Knights uh, fulfilled or I guess filled out another couple of spots on their coaching staff. So we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes have loaned some players, uh, have been loaned for a while over to uh, European teams in Finland and, and, and different places in Scandinavia, I guess, uh, to, to get some ice time and to get some reps the younger guys like a barrett hate and things like that 
and then of course uh it's happy birthday to uh, the captain of the avalanche today so where do you want to start oh boy well i mean the fact that um the silver knights now are filling out their um their their coaching staff um bringing on somebody who's got a lot of experience in joel ward i think is really uh, really interesting. So I think that would be definitely a really good place to start, especially since that's it's kind of the news of the day for the hockey community, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you saw the Sunday special or part one of the Sunday special was my trip to Lifeguard Arena two weeks ago. I had some technical difficulties with um, uh, some internet connection issues. So we weren't <laughs> able to get it up last week, but we got it up uh, this week. And, and I had a nice visit with... Uh, with the head coach, Manny Viveros, and I've been working on that a long time, Zach, so pat me on the back on that one. Uh, Manny Viveros, <laughs> uh, uh, what a great individual. What a great coach. He's got it all laid out. He knows what he wants to do. He's about as uh, patient on everything as the rest of us, waiting for things to happen. But um, Manny's excited about being in Henderson. He's excited to be a part of the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights family. He's excited about the proximity and how close they will be to uh, to the Golden Knights uh, practice facility as well so they can uh, not only interact uh, with players and coaches, but also um, he can he can learn a lot from, from the head coaches over there and Pete DeBoer. So lots of stuff going on as we, uh, we teased, or you teased, the uh, press release came out today. Um, Henderson Silver Knights announced that they have hired Jamie Hayward and Joel Ward as assistant coaches. Um, to join Manny Viveros' staff. And uh, it's going to be exciting because there's a lot of talent right there. So uh, I know you teased Joel Ward. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about Joel Ward um, if you have that in front of you and you can give us some details on that. If not, I can do it from here. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that honestly, he's been around a while. I can't remember him um, uh, coming into the league and being that enforcer. Um, having that enforcer role, um, he came in the league, like officially played his first NHL game in 06, 07 with the Minnesota wild. He had an 11 game stint there. Um, only put up one assist, but he did go back down uh, to the Houston Astros and in 79 games, put up 41 points, 21 of them goals. So he's, and then I mean, considering 20 or 2006, 2007, all the way until he retired in 2018. That's a really good hockey career playing for uh, the Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, Washington Capitals, and the San Jose Sharks. I would say his most famous years would be within the, the Capitals organization. Um, but like I said, uh, this guy's been around for a really long time. Uh, 39 years old, so that's, that's a that's, – I guess you could say young for, for an assistant coach. But um, – but also, I mean, to the fact, I think that definitely relays his ability to coach and his understanding of the game. Because this is his first coaching job ever, as far as we know. It, it was said, and I believe in that press release as well, that this will be his first coaching position. So um, I'm sure he's had like mini camps and like uh, learned to skate or maybe coach some kids here and there, but these are going to be professional athletes. And I think it really speaks volume to have, uh, have your first coaching job with the AHL. Not only that, but we know how, how high of a standard Vegas holds 
for everyone in that organization and him coming on to be an assistant coach, I think really speaks volumes and the confidence they have in him. And it'll be really exciting to see him on the bench. Yeah, I totally agree with you. One thing I do want to throw out there as well, uh, he did graduate from the University of Prince Edward Island with a degree mm-hmm. in sociology uh, back in 2006. And he's been a really strong advocate of the NHL's Hockey's for Everyone campaign and is currently a member, or as a member, I should say, of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, which uh, the way things have gone this year, Zach, uh, that is a pretty important role to have. And I'm sure something the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights will uh, take a lot of uh, pride and uh, will make him very useful in the community, both the hockey community and the general community of Las Vegas and Henderson. So congratulations to Joel Ward on on that uh, uh, role as an assistant coach. Uh, Jamie Hayward, um, 10 years older, uh, 49 years old, um, coming over to Vegas uh, after uh, being an associate coach for the Western Hockey League's Vancouver Giants. So, uh, you know, he spent six seasons there, uh, also with the Swift Current Broncos and uh, worked as an assistant coach. So here's a guy that's got director of player, uh, player development skills. Um, he served as an assistant coach for, uh, for Canada two years in the World Junior Under-17 uh, Hockey Challenge Tournament. So it, here's a guy with – player development skills, and a little bit older uh, in the 10-year range, older than uh, Joel Ward. So he brings a nice blend to it. Uh, Just your thoughts on uh, Jamie Hayward. Uh, I mean, honestly, coming from the WHL and the Vancouver Giants, that's a team that's loaded with talent. Um, More specifically, getting into Bowen Byram, who is a part of another team that we cover with the Colorado Avalanche. And, uh, I mean, if you look at their roster, it's it's pretty stacked. And when you consider these are the guys that are going to be making the jump to play in the NHL, um, whether it's in the minors or the pros, um, these are the guys that he's going to be coaching. So he's moving from a junior team or a junior organization, but the organization pumps out professional players constantly so he has some experience on how these guys work now it's um it's transitioning into the pro game so i I think he's again if vegas is looking at this to me that shows they have the utmost confidence in anyone they hire um whether it's from the security guard to the head coach or the assistant coach they make sure they they get the right people in the right positions there and I think uh, Jamie's going to be an excellent fit there. Um, like I said, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see both his and Joel Ward's contributions to to this team, and I can't wait to see him on the bench as well. And the other thing that Jamie Hayward does bring is, that, as I said, was a ton of experience, but also playing experience, and he played a lot. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he's had games in the WHL, the IHL, the AHL, the NHL. I mean, in the NLA, he, he's been in every league and, and you know, racked up a, a over 1,200 games. So there's not going to be anything I don't think that uh, a young player can go to him with that's going to stump him, if that's uh, a fair assessment. Um, one thing I do want to point out, if you haven't seen the Sunday special yet, uh, Kerry Bubolds, the president of the, the Golden Knights, took us through the, uh, the building. And one of the things that he kept talking about, Zach, was – Visibility creates accountability. And uh, everything that they did in their 
practice side, the home of the Henderson uh, Silver Knights was to make everything visible. I mean, you go into the training room, they have these big glass walls, right, uh, looking into the uh, the weight room. So guys are in there working out that, that are healthy, but guys that are in the training room are also being seen by those guys working out. So if you're not doing your thing, um, it's going to be peer pressure to say the very least. But same thing in the coaches' offices. I mean, the trainers and, and all those guys have accessibility to see the visibility of their players at hand. And, I, you know, I've never heard that said that way. And I think Kerry Bubbles maybe told me that mm, half a dozen times. Visibility creates accountability. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Have you heard that said before anymore? Um, a little bit. Um, I don't particularly know where. I don't know if it was anything hockey-related or if it was just a quote that I had seen. But it's true. When you break it down, um, a lot of – like when you break it down, the visibility, um, I think, is speaking to when people are being watched, they tend to act differently. So um, – the idea is, I think, is for that organization is you will be like somebody's going to see what your dedication is to this team and to this organization, and that therefore is going to create the accountability that they want players to be accountable for their their play on the ice, their their contributions in the community, their their time in the weight room, their their nutrition, you know, their video time, like all that stuff they want them to be accountable so um yeah i think that's a really good quote especially with the new quote-unquote new incoming minor league team uh to set the trend of everything you do should be um towards building this team and making it better yeah totally agree and uh you know the vegas golden knights have always been big in the community it's kind of uh just branching off of this but they had uh a couple of players there, three or four players from Henderson that were there um, during the opening of Lifeguard Arena, and we didn't get a chance to visit with any of them, but um, they, they were there and, and showing their pride in the community. And when you talk about that in Vegas especially, I, I know every, every team likes to do that, Zach, but for some reason Vegas seems to just make it uh, a big deal. And today they had uh, – a lot of their big-name players, Mark Stone, Jonathan Marchessault, Marc-Andre Fleury, they were uh, doing their annual turkey drive, and, and they were carrying turkeys out to people's cars and, and helping them with their Thanksgiving uh, preparations and their Thanksgiving meals. And it, I, I just don't think that other professional teams get as involved as NHL players. Your thoughts on that? Um. So I definitely think that the NHL community is very hands-on um, as far as the player side. The only sport I can think of that may be really close would be like the NFL. Because, um, I, I mean, I, most notably the Green Bay Packers during their training camp. Um, I think like the kids bring their bicycles for the players to ride from – like the dressing room or like the, the field house to the stadium. Um, I don't know. That's just the one that comes to mind. Um, but that would be, I, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot more organizations out there like um, 
gosh, I, I would say maybe rowing. I don't know. I've never really, I've, I've never witnessed like a rowing event. So that could right. be really <laughs> inclusive, but not saying I don't want to. And if anyone's listening and they have some rowing photos they want taken, <laughs> this is the guy to call because I want to shoot anything and everything sports. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the NHL community is something that they're always involved. They're always doing something. And the fact that you have those guys out there like, uh, like Marsha show. And I think you said Pat's already, um, Mark that, Stone, that some, Alex Stone, Tug, yeah. Mark the, Andre the, Fleury, the, the all-star guys on this roster are there. The head coach Pete DeBoer exactly. was out there. <laughs> exactly. So, and I think it also is an, attri- uh, attributing factor of, you know, these guys have been stuck at home or, you know, they've been in the bubble, they've been in the bubble, then they were able to go home. Now they're just like, Okay, I was in the bubble. Now I've been kind of confined in my home. Now I want to get the heck out of here. So I'm sure that has a lot. So they, they're definitely ready and willing to give all their time and everything back that they can. So not that they wouldn't do that if we weren't in this situation because that's just the type of people they are. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, let's come back and let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Coyotes, and then we'll uh, we'll move on after another break and talk about the Colorado Avalanche. I teased the birthday uh, boy, the captain of the Avalanche, and I'm sure you've got some stuff on that. But uh, Arizona Coyotes are up next. We'll talk a little bit about what they're doing off the ice. A lot of their guys have come back for voluntary workouts on the ice. Um, We'll see what's up with the Coyotes in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. 
Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy uh, joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Zach Bondurant from Chandler, Arizona tonight. And, uh, Zach, we've been talking about the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and they're pretty much doing everything that uh, you would expect uh, them to do, especially with the uh, addition of the new AHL team in their uh, neighborhood, if you will, in Henderson. Uh, but the Coyotes... And I think we both agree on this one is that the Coyotes have probably the most work of any NHL team out there. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean it in a good way. Uh, if, if that's possible uh, to say work is a good thing. But they've got a lot of challenges because they've had to rebuild on the fly in the middle of a pandemic. And I mean rebuild from the ground up. I mean, they started with a new owner. They started with uh, a new GM, a new um president and CEO, and they, they've tried uh, just about everything that needs to be done. Um, and a couple of things I'm going to talk about here in just a minute are uh, are the growth of, first of all, on the ice uh, with a couple of acquisitions that make them a little bit stronger, I think. But then also uh, what they've done with their, uh, their coaching staff and development, because we know they lost some uh, draft picks this year because of their development, uh, getting a little bit too hands-on, if you will. But um, so your, your thoughts on what the Coyotes are doing right now, and are they, in your estimation, on the right path to, uh, to becoming competitive again? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, when we talked about it earlier in the year, um, leading up to the draft, I'd kind of thought of, two ways that the Coyotes can kind of run this is you can go and I called it the Montreal Canadiens way or the full blown rebuild. Um, and I guess, quote unquote, they went the Montreal Canadiens way in the sense of keeping some of the key pieces. They didn't move any goaltenders, which they probably could have moved Kemper and got some picks back. You could have moved Ekman Larson um, and got some picks and some, and some, um, some prospects back. Um, now that's the move that I personally, that I would have gone with because not knowing maybe everything that goes on behind closed doors. Uh, but that's probably the move I would have gone with because I feel like following somebody who 
who laid out a blueprint like Joe Sackick where they were, I think they got like 42 points, 48 points. Um, and look where they are now. And he got rid of, he, he had that Matt Duchesne trade, um, which I don't know that Ekman Larson would have fetched as much as that one did. But um, I mean, to say whether or not they're on or they're on or off the right track in my estimation, I think would be really tough to say. Cause like I said, I don't know everything goes that goes on behind closed doors. However, what I would have done would have been a rebuild. So now they still have some talent. They still have um, uh, Keller. They have Hayden coming down the, the line. Um, they definitely have the talent. It's now trying to build it, build it out further. Um, they have the pieces in net to build out from the net out, which is what I like. Um, so it's going to be tough. You know, there, there's no wishy wash, wishy washness about it. It's going to be tough for this organization to be, to be a very, very good team to, they're going to be very stretched to make the playoffs if they can. Um, they're, they, you know, they still have Phil Kessel, but they did lose Taylor Hall, which, which will be a big loss for them. But that means other players can step up, like a Lawson Krause who can step up. Barrett Hayden can take a big leap this year. Um, Nick Schmoltz will be back, which they didn't have on the ice at the end of last year. Um, so it, it's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a challenge. The biggest thing that I'm interested in is the goalie uh, tricycle that they've got going on right now. They have Kemper, Ranta, and Hill. Hill is signed to a one-way contract, right. so I don't know. Now you know me when when I saw Hill got trade or signed to a one way contract, I said Kemper's done deal, like he's yeah. he's out of there. Yeah. But they kept him, so it's hard to say. I think I think Bill Armstrong got really uh, put behind the eight ball when they weren't allowing him to be in. You know whether it was allow or whatever the situation, I don't know. But I think it was a really big deficit that Bill Armstrong wasn't able to be at the Coyotes table in the war room trying to wheel and deal during the draft. Um, and you know maybe if he had, we we would be talking about a fourth round pick right now. But um, that's not the case. So it's 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 <laughs> yeah. it's it's. We don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's just the way it is. Like you know, maybe if he was there, maybe he would pick. Maybe he would have taken him if he did. Okay, we're in the same spot as we are now. If he if he wouldn't have, then maybe there's somebody else coming down the pipeline. But it'll be interesting. They're in a tough space. It's not to say they won't be competitive, um, but th- they're going to have a tough road. And I mean, it's by me by all means like. I'm 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 excited to see what moves they make and the deadline can bring back a lot. Uh, so um, it'll yeah, be that, interesting. That's the point I was going to get at. I, I don't know that that Bill Armstrong had a whole lot of um, time or uh, anything uh, to to do with uh, this year's roster. So maybe maybe by keeping the three goaltenders, by keeping Oliver Ekman Larson at least for uh, until a trade deadline or something like that. Um, maybe that was the plan that, Hey, you know what? Yeah. We keep them. We, we look for the right deal. If it works out where we can keep everybody, we keep them. If we're having success, they're here. If not, they're still assets rather than just giving away assets, which uh, 
which when you talk about Joe Sackick, that's what Joe Sackick doesn't do. He does not give yeah, away yeah. assets. He gets assets. And it's the same thing in, in Vegas. They, they don't give away people. They get people. Um, yeah, and, and that could 100% be the case where he said, just hang on to everything, wait till I get there, and let's just let me see what we're working with. So that very well could be the ex- exact case. Okay, so uh, what, uh, 11 days ago, the Coyotes uh, and uh, general manager Bill Armstrong announced that Devin McConnell would be the new team's new, quote, high-performance director. So in his role, they, they plan to use him to maximize performance, as you would expect with that title, but also minimize injury risk, optimize fitness and nutritional levels, and execute a very comprehensive training regimen for not only the Coyotes, but also the Roadrunners and club prospects. Now, I'm sure there's been a role like that. There has to have been uh, before, but this one seems to be a big deal to me. It jumped out at me when I saw it because um, right now the Coyotes have suffered some really bad injuries to their goaltenders and some of their top players, and I don't know if if they were ready to play or not ready to play or or whose fault it was or if it was just happenstance, but – I think McConnell is going to bring in something. I mean, he comes to him from from um, having worked uh, in universities, you know. So, uh, and and not just any university. He worked at Stanford. He's uh, worked at uh, the University of Massachusetts Lowell. So um, he he's uh, pretty well versed in what he does. And I'm wondering, especially with this young group of Coyotes and the mix of veterans. I mean, we we found out. Uh, later, like right after the pandemic um, playoffs began, that Phil Kessel had spent almost the entire season injured, and nobody really knew that. We, we were wondering if his play had just dropped off or what. So how important do you think Devin McConnell's role is going to be as the new high-performance director for the Arizona Coyotes? Uh, I mean, that's – so it sounds like it's going to be based on the title and kind of what he's done. He was the director of performance science and uh, reconditioning coach with the New Jersey Devils. And he was there for a year and four months. Um, so based on what he's done previously, it sounds like it's a lot of just maintaining health and building the most healthy human beings on the ice and helping them give back to the ice, which in all honesty is what you need. Um, and I think bringing the Colorado avalanche back into it, just cause they're another team that we cover in Vegas didn't really have that many injuries, but you can see in the playoffs where Colorado was hurting by not having like the Eric Johnson and Philip Grubauer on the ice. So it sounds like what he's going to be doing is is making sure if these players, not if, when, because it's hockey, these guys are you know colliding at how many miles per hour um, and blocking 100-mile-an-hour shots, but making sure that they get back to being 100% so that they can then operate as a team how they're built at 100%. So assuming that everything goes, like everything works out, we don't have any devastating injuries, pray that they don't. Um, it sounds like he's going to be a really big hand in helping the Coyotes take that next step of, of keeping the talent playing on the ice where they're most, uh, where they're going to be most beneficial for the team. So I think that's a really interesting position. 
Um, I think that's a really interesting job. It sounds really awesome, honestly, to be working with the athletes so closely and um, just making sure they're staying at that peak performance and making sure that, you know, they're doing the best they can. And I mean, and the fact of the matter is, is all these guys are professionals. They got to the NHL because they have talent. Maybe this is the man who can then take that talent and adjust something, maybe in diet, in sleep, whatever it is, to bring them to the next level. Maybe this is the guy who takes uh, Clayton Keller and takes him into, you know, top top five winger. Um, it's just, it, 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 with this type of stuff, the technology that they can use, you can transform these guys into the next level type of athletes. And maybe this is exactly what they're looking for to keep that talent on the ice and grow them. Um, and I mean, you can't forget Connor Garland too. I, I love that story of coming up from the minors and now he's looking like a, a, a main staple in the Coyotes organization. Not only that, but he's definitely an asset that if they choose, they have to move him. He's going to regain a lot back because he is so talented. Okay, so one of the guys that he'll definitely be working with and is making big strides, and it's hard uh, when you think about it because we've heard the name Barrett Hayton now for three years, but um, he's still only 20 years old. And he's yeah. uh, he's been put sent on loan to the Finnish Elite League uh, until the start of the tra- uh, Coyotes training camp, whenever that may happen, and we don't have a clue yet. Um, we're hoping that it's uh, December or January, but man, oh, man, so many variables yet to uh, to get over. But um, he's talking. He talked a little bit about the ability to go over there and get a lot of ice time and really hone his skills. And and we've had you know guys on from Sweden and Norway and Finland, uh, and they all talk about the development that happens in Europe. And I think one of the things that we're going to see when when Barrett Hayton comes back, I think that twenty year old is going to have been. Um, gone from a 20-year-old kid to a 20-year-old man uh, when he arrives back in Arizona. And he could play a big, big role. Um, I know in his very first game, he got about 16 minutes of ice time and then assisted on the game-winning goal, which was scored by uh, another Coyotes prospect, Mateus Maselli. So um, he's obviously fitting in over there. He said he he likes the uh, the weather. It's different than uh, Arizona, obviously, in Finland. But um, <laughs> he, he's got himself a bike and some workout gear in his apartment, so he's doing a lot of training, which is good to hear. Um, they asked him what he liked uh, the most. I'm taking this from the Coyotes' website. And he said uh, he definitely likes the coffee and chocolate in Finland. So <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> uh, I think he's going to come back in, in a pretty good spot ready to play. But uh, – just your thoughts on how important it, this pandemic has been to send people over there like that to, and over there, I mean, over to Europe to get some seasoning uh, that you wouldn't probably have gotten here. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing is any rink time or any ice time is better than none. So, you know, whether or not it's Finland or, or Australia, um, I think him going over there is definitely going to be nothing but beneficial for him. Um, I mean, there's another reason why, um, like Austin Matthews went overseas instead of playing juniors or going to college is because they play a grown man's game over there. And I think that's really good for him to, to get that experience because, um, 
you know, he's six one, which he's pretty tall. Um, they have him listed as one ninety, which I don't know how true that is. Guys, you know, come in with weight and drop weight as the season goes. But um, I mean, in all reality, playing a center, he probably should be anywhere from the two to two ten range, assuming he can keep that and healthy weight and and be able to play like that. But um, I think if anything, if he still comes in at one ninety. He's going to have a little bit more of an understanding and maybe some sandpaper to his game because he's going to be playing against adults uh, now coming into the NHL. He these are all adults now. These are these are big dudes. So you're going to be going up against somebody. Presumably, if Chara comes back, somebody who's six nine um, on the defensive end, and maybe he's getting that experience over there to help him understand um, how to play against these guys. So. Um, any ice time and any kind of competitiveness is is better than none, and it doesn't matter what league is as long as he's getting that those reps in. I mean, we're in November now, going into December. We should have been playing competitive hockey already, but um, but that's a whole nother story. So um, at least he's getting that competitive hockey in Finland. So okay, let, wrap up the Coyotes. Uh, they brought over three three players uh, via the free agent signings, one of them, another Minnesotan and Tyler Pitlick. Uh, and, and it looks that the three guys that they brought over were definitely guys that brought size and grit. They weren't the, the big names. They weren't the big goal scorers, that type of thing. They were guys that they think can provide a little bit of protection for the smaller guys. And, and they do have some smaller guys. Let's face it. Uh, Clayton Keller is not exactly huge. And, and uh, you look at uh, – um, who am I thinking about here? Oh, I'm missing a couple of the smaller guys. Um, Garland. But anyway, yes, Connor Garland would be another one yeah. that would fit that mold. So it, your thoughts on, on those free agent pickups and, and signings and uh, how that will affect the team? Because you saw them play last year uh, into the playoffs, and, and it, it, they looked like they were lacking toughness. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at the other teams that we cover with the Vegas Golden Knights of Colorado Avalanche, that fourth line, which is kind of what they're slotted into right now, um, they're they're big, they're mean, they're tough, but they can pl- they can put pucks in the net. Um, so so the three guys they brought in, um, I believe I've got them: is uh, Tyler Pitlick, Johan Larson, and John Hayden. I uh, believe those are the correct ones. Um, you are correct. Okay, good. So, yeah, I mean, Pitlick, I'm not too familiar with, to be completely honest. Larson, I believe he was with the Devils. I, at least that's the, where I remember him most. Um, or is it Sabres? I'm going to have to do some more research on him, to be quite honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, no, they're going to come in. They're going to play that fourth line. Um, and they're they're gonna be that tough, grinded out fourth line that they're gonna have to match up with the, uh, you know, the third or fourth lines of other teams. But they can also put pucks in the net. So it's definitely going to. I, I think it's definitely gonna add to 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 the team. You know, you definitely have to definitely have to. I think in this fourth line era or this new kind of era of hockey is. Whether you have four lines that are churning out goals constantly, or you have a fourth line that's going to be a really gritty sandpaper team, 
uh, or a line, I mean. Um, so it looks like they went with that sandpaper line and, and some toughness, which definitely they needed because um, they are a group of, of – it's a younger team, and they're, for the most part, I think – Maybe six three is the tallest couple people on there. So and other than that, they're you know the six twos are here and there. They got a couple five eleven guys. So having those big bodies is going to do nothing but help them in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. They're also making some strides uh, off ice. They're doing a lot of things off ice, so that's a good thing to see because uh, they have a very unique ticket plan that just came out. A micro. Uh, season ticket holder where you can purchase as little as five percent of a uh, of a season ticket so trying to uh make things work in the uh in the pandemic era if you will and uh we wish them all the best i mean uh, you know the saying goes around all the time a, a high tide rises all ships so we want everybody to uh, to be competitive it just makes our job a lot easier for sure but uh, that's a little selfish <laughs> i guess on my part but <laughs> But it's uh, it's just more fun when people are engaged, and I think if if your NHL team is engaging its fans, that just helps grow the game, and that's uh, really what we do. So let's take one more quick break. Let's come back and talk about the Colorado Avalanche and say happy birthday to uh, the captain. We'll be right back. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient shop online at bellford.com we'll bring everything to you on your schedule schedule a test drive need a repair we'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Zach Mondrand over in Chandler, Arizona. And, folks, it's time to move on to uh, our newest NHL team. We're talking about the Colorado Avalanche, and we are fortunate because uh, we've got an avalanche, uh, not only a photographer extraordinaire, but an avalanche diehard that knows everything about the avalanche. So, Zach, um, it's the birthday boy today with uh, with the avalanche. So, how, wh- what's going on in Colorado? Uh, well, definitely, yeah, as you know, you got Landy. He's uh, It's his birthday today. Now I'm trying to find his age, even though he may not want me to tell him. But I definitely remember, I can tell you that the memories I have is, uh, him being a uh, second overall pick for them. Um, so uh, it's super cool to see him. He was named the youngest team captain at 19, I believe. 
uh, by Joe Sackick. So it's really cool to see him just grow, and he's had his his time with the Colorado Avalanche and continues to to build be a, a main staple for them. So happy birthday to him. Um, I mean, biggest things right now. Um, they are going to be going into their 25th season, which is pretty awesome considering that they've already got like two cups. Um, so they are definitely going to be having their, their jerseys, which everybody saw those kind of retro jerseys, which goes back to the Nordiques, which is where they came from. Um, so 25th season coming up for them. And I mean, the other thing is more on the development side is uh, Bone Byram uh, is going into Team Canada for the World Juniors. Um, and it's it's been shown that Byram and, and Kirby Dock are, are the real leaders for Team Canada, which is, I mean, I, I saw a profile on Byram. And I mean, if what they're saying is true, I... I don't know how they're going to find – I don't even know how to describe it. If what he's, if what they're saying for him is true, that defensive lineup for the Avalanche is going to be a juggernaut. With McCarr, now you've got Taves, Byram. Those are all puck-moving defensemen. Um, and Byram is the, is the speedster of – the three and that's saying something consider McCarr is like lightning fast on that rink. So um, I mean, it's absolutely absurd that Colorado has built this pipeline that they've got coming in of talent. Not only that, but now they have now Alex Newhook from Boston college who is, who is, he's such a talented player. He's probably going to tear up the league this year in the NCAA um, but I mean, the future is only bright for Colorado because they've got such great talent. And that's what I think is such a great, uh, blueprint for any team coming into it is having that type of, um, that type of model to mold the organization around to try and get as much prospects and, and picks back for any kind of assets that you have. Uh, cause this really shows. And then the other thing is they're, they're saying some new uniforms for the 25th season. And I don't know if anybody's seen any kind of photos for it floating around out there, but I don't know if it's just because the Photoshopping effect or if their helmets are actually going to be blue <laughs> chrome. But um, that's, that's pretty crazy if they're going to be blue chrome. I hope it's just a Photoshop effect, to be completely honest, even though I, I mean, I, I'd have to wait and see them in person. But um, right. you never know. So it's we'll see. I mean, Colorado. I, I it's I don't think it's really been a secret. I definitely am a Colorado fan. I grew up watching Joe Sakic, Hey Duke, Tongay, Patrick Waugh, Blake, and then when Bork got to raise the cup, I think it's definitely one of the most memorable pieces of Stanley Cup history. Um, but looking at it from a complete, just non-biased perspective. I don't know how Colorado is not one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Um, and I I still think that Colorado has a leg up over Vegas to win the Cup before them. Uh, but, however, that is assuming that they stay healthy. 
um, which starting goalie Grubauer has shown that it's been a little bit of a challenge thus far to remain healthy. And after that, having Francis and uh, uh, um, Mishka, right? Yeah. So the Hunter Mishka, um, yes. Hunt Mishka, yes. So <laughs> those two, uh, I think, are going to have some reps because of the condensed season that they're talking about. But um, I don't know. That that's kind of that's really all for the Avalanche front is a lot of just development stuff, um, and I. That's really nothing nothing big really from from them so far. Well, Just, you know what that means? That means that you're already good. If you're already good, you don't have to make a lot of adjustments, you know? That's that's I mean, the thing, yeah. And, and you brought up a good point on the defense because the Avalanche defense, if that continues to get better, which in, on paper it certainly looks better, joining that offensive core, um, if you get any kind of goaltending at all, you're going to start – win a lot of hockey games because they're not going to get outscored that I don't think at all. I think they'll, they'll score plenty of goals. And uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of uh, uh, can their goaltenders keep the puck out of the net? Yeah. And I mean, in that aspect, it's really, I don't, I don't particularly know what the plan is. um, But the idea of them just saying, okay, we're going to get scored on, but nobody's going to outscore us is a little, I guess, I guess you could say like a little concerning because you're gonna find that team like the New York Islanders who play a very disciplined brand of defense, and their games are fairly low scoring. So, and that's a team that's on the rise too. So, if you do have a Colorado Avalanche and New York Islanders, that's a series that I might lean towards the Islanders on because. They may not have that offensive talent, but with Barry Trotz on the bench and them playing that disciplined brand of, of hockey and defense, um, defense wins championships. That's the thing is in, in football, defense will win you championships. And I thoroughly believe that when it comes into the playoffs is you could score five times, but if the other team can score six, then you're SOL, you know, it's, it's not going to do you any good. So um Having that defensive core of Johnson and Ian Cole, who Ian Cole, I'm a I'm a big fan of. I love the way he plays. Um, I got to actually meet his dad and him uh, on separate occasions in Ann Arbor, which is where he grew up. And I got to meet him when he won the Stanley Cup with the Penguins and take a picture with him. So um, that another story. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, I was a big fan of the way he played then. And then when he came to the Avalanche, I thought that was a brilliant signing. So having players like Johnson and Ian Cole there, so to play that defensive style and allowing that that third that other defenseman to be that fourth forward, I think is is a great chemistry that they're gonna have. So um, the one thing I really worry about is when I was watching that profile today is when on Byram is you know, how on earth are you going to keep Makar and Byron? That's, <laughs> you know, that then, I mean, as a fan, I'm like, oh, dear God, don't let that happen. But as a fan of hockey, I'd be like, oh, dear God, that would be insane. Because that means somebody else <laughs> could get Byron or Makar, and that trade would be extensive, and it would be so cool. But again, as a fan, please don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay, so, so we got a good uh, – a run over as to what is uh, 
what's happening in all three of our teams. So I want to spend just a couple of minutes before we wrap things up on uh, getting your thoughts because you're the you're the vision, uh, if you will, uh, for us here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest. You have the graphics, you have the design knowledge. What did you think of the reverse retro jerseys? And clearly, the NHL came up with an idea to uh, to keep themselves in front of the audience, in front of the fan base during the pandemic. But also, uh, you know, I mean, you look at a team like Vegas, they came out with a gold jersey as a third jersey. And then all of a sudden, the reverse retro red comes out. What were your thoughts on on the three teams in, in our coverage area, Zach, when you saw the jerseys? What did you think of them? Um, I I like, as from a business perspective, it makes sense, right? It's going to draw some people who want to buy those jerseys, um, especially the fans that have been around a long time. Um, they're going to want to get those retro jerseys because it reminds them of, of when they were a kid, but they're modernized. So um, having a retro jersey for Vegas is kind of weird to say in the aspect that they've been around for three years. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like wrap your mind they reach about back to the you... Thunder. Uh, yeah. They reach all the so way back kinda... to the IHL Thunder team or Wranglers it's... or whatever. It's really still hard to see that as a retro jersey. Like, wait, this is – they're not retro. They, they're brand new. But I will say <laughs> them doing that – using that secondary logo with the, the Vegas star and the two swords I think was pretty cool. The red I think is awesome. I think that is a really cool mix in to take that uh, little bit of splash of red in their regular jerseys and make that the primary color. Um, so I think that's a really cool, I can't wait to actually, I think in order for me to get the entire visuals to see them being used on the ice, they are, um, Arizona's is definitely different. I love the Kachina coyote. That's, I think, honestly, I think that should come back using the modern colors that they have now as the primary logo. Um, but it's definitely a different. Well, let me let me tell different. you, you and about a hundred thousand other Arizonans would like to see that apparently, because everywhere yeah. you go, that Kachina logo always is what Arizona people want to see. So it's what I they think, think. There's a lot of friends and, and fans that would support you in that one. Yeah, it's what you think of when you think of the Coyotes. It's that it's that Kachina style, um, and I, I love it. I think it's great, but. Um, it's definitely a different look. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the purple as the primary color, but, um, again, it's gonna, it's gonna sell jerseys. It's definitely retro. It's definitely throwback. So, um, again, if I see it on the ice, my, my ideas of it could 100% change. Um, as far as Colorado goes, I am trying to figure out how good way to say this, but I, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Nordiques logo, I don't get it. I don't understand what it is. I had an English teacher in, in high school who's a big hockey fan, and I had asked him to, and he said it's like an igloo, which I can kind of see, but it's really hard for me to see it. So it's 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 different, and I think it it's, it's, it's just weird to see that Nordiques logo, um, but – for what it is, taking it to a retro, that's the perfect jersey for it. The floor de lis on the bottom, I think, is really cool. Um, uh, I think seeing, you know, these are the jerseys that Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg had when they were in Quebec. So um, just minus it was not burgundy, it was the blue. But um, it's definitely an interesting concept. 
Um, the other ones, I mean, some of the other ones that are in our territory that I definitely have to say something is the New York Rangers. I love that Statue of Liberty logo. That <laughs> yeah, is I think the coolest cool. hockey logo I think I've seen. The Calgary Flames, I love the horse logo. The Capitals with the modern colors is awesome. I've always been a big fan of the Canucks colors, um, so that one looks great. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really cool idea. There's a lot of them that definitely show how retro, like the Bruins, you know, going the original six team, the Devils having going back to those green, the Sabres having the two Sabres with the circle, uh, the Kings flashing that gold and purple, I think is awesome. Um, it's the Jets is also really cool. I really appreciate the Jets one because they went back to the older logo, but using that gunmetal gray. Uh, but the Panthers, I think, definitely takes the cake for the best jersey um, as ah. far as logo, color, combination, everything. I love the Rangers logo, but that red, that gold, that navy um, with that Panther logo, I think is is definitely the coolest jersey uh, that they put out. So, it's, but, on, but other than that, I love the concept. I think it's going to really help with the NHL economy, getting some Jersey sales going. Um, I can't wait to see the ducks play in that super Disney <laughs> retro Jersey. So um, it, it's great. I think it's a really cool concept. So I'm excited to see what they look like on the ice. Well, all we need now is a little uh, permanent schedule. So we know when things are going to take place because uh, man, oh man, it just, it just seems like things change so quickly. Um, Okay, so we'll wrap things up uh, by talking about a couple of things uh, real quickly. Uh, number one is uh, that we know the college hockey season has started. I guess it started. I mean, I was joking with uh, our co-host Paul Hornstein saying, um, I looked on the Atlantic Hockey composite schedule and there are more games canceled and postponed than there were actually played. So uh, let's hope that that craziness goes away because <laughs> that's – that, I don't know what's better, to start and stop or just to, to delay the start. But anyway, we'll find out. Um, also, it is Hockey Fights Cancer Month in November, so the, the Movember mustaches and beards are, are going on and on and on, and uh, myself included. It's something I've done every year. So if you want to uh, want to jump on and, uh, and get to our website, you can get yourself a uh, – buy a T-shirt and uh, – the portion of the proceeds will go to the American Cancer Society. So you got till the end of the month to get that done. And maybe over the Thanksgiving holiday, we have some people that want to do that. I do also want to shout out the fact that our friends at Jesse Ray's Barbecue, we sold a, a bottle of barbecue sauce for them today off the website, my friend. Uh, right there here in, uh, in Scottsdale. And it was just down the street for me. So it was like I gave the guy such incredible service, he couldn't believe it. I all of a sudden show up at his door with this bottle like three hours after he <laughs> bought it. He's going like, wow, this is great service. Let's <laughs> so. see Amazon do that. <laughs> okay, don't put me up too high because that was, <laughs> that was only one delivery. <laughs> but anyway, you can get to our website and do that. We're working on that store page to make sure it becomes a little more user-friendly and people can buy it. But But this gentleman found it just fine and – and uh, I was happy to deliver him a bottle of Jesse Ray's barbecue sauce, the world famous now God sauce. So uh, fantastic on that end of it. Uh, college hockey uh, again tomorrow uh, with the, our college hockey Southwest weekly. Um, and then of course, 
ASU's playing this weekend. Air Force starts this weekend. So hopefully we're just going to keep generating, and hopefully we're going to have some really good news for you as far as what's going on with the uh, NCHC pod in just a day or two. So take it away, my friend. We'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. All right, so Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona, Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, is the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Last to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey SW sent you to see the top-selling line of Ford trucks and more. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Beers, burgers, sports, and 12 Valley locations and two in California. Come and visit. Or go to coldbeers.com for more information and, and our takeout specials. Verizon, the 5G and the 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get the personalized koozies or shower shoes or you can go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com where you can – where you can provide all your hockey needs for on ice or inline, see the website and our three Valley locations and more. Whether it's playoff time or any time, it's always time for the best barbecue in Las Vegas. Call us at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. Buy OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com. Use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all our Ice SW Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to play our ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, final shout-out to you. Let everybody get to the uh, the Facebook page or Instagram and check out some of those great shots you got from the, uh, the CHEL championship game at Oceanside Ice Arena. Um, that was uh, club hockey fans or club hockey players uh, participating in that. So get out there and check that out and check out the uh, great work from our uh, photographer extraordinaire, Zach Bondurant. Uh, also want to shout out our, uh, our newest sponsor and partner, the uh, Circa Resort and Casino. If you get to Vegas and you don't go to Circa, you are not a sports fan. It is a, uh, they built a, <laughs> they built a sports book so big that they built the resort around it. So uh, it is one fantastic place <laughs> to see. We're happy to have them on as partners. Uh, we move forward. And uh, just a quick reminder, everybody, wear that mask, stay socially distant, do what you can to uh, curb this COVID because we're seeing some terrible spikes right now. And Zach and I both want to see hockey. Fair enough? Yes, please. <laughs> all right. We'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and talk to you all again next week.